Hello, friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 30th day of October. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me. Tomorrow's the essay edition. We're going to focus the essay uh, for the near, for the foreseeable future, uh, just as we did for the beginning of this year, all the way up to this point. We did the book of Mark, wherever we are, that's where the essay is, and that's what we're going to do with Luke. And I'm going to focus on Simeon and Anna bearing witness to baby Jesus. This man and this woman, we're not sure there's any sort of relation between the two, but the fact that Luke puts them in, we have a a prophet and a prophetess, both blessing the baby Jesus and then putting prophecy out into the world. I want to focus my essay on these two characters and the importance of them in this story. For today, I want to lead into that by reading the verses that encompass these two stories from Luke 2 verses 25 all the way through 38. And that way, after the essay, when we come back on November the 1st, we will just jump straight to the next passage, which is Jesus' family coming back to Nazareth in Luke 2.39. So that causes us to cover a pretty good chunk of Scripture over the next couple of days. Let's do the reading, though, today. We'll read both of these back to back from Luke chapter 2, verse 25 through verse 38. We'll come back and make some comments, get this set up. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem." These two characters, and again, we'll we'll do a complete workup on these two, or as, as good as I can do in a complete workup, in an essay that will air tomorrow. So we'll talk about their place and their reason. But there's a couple comments on the text uh, as we work ha- have worked our way through it. Uh, this Simeon, his prayer, a prophecy, is really, and we, we said this a few days ago, it's really a song, a song that he speaks out, writes, I guess we would probably say. Um, In any case, he's really fulfilling 
the psalm from Psalm 90, verse 16, with length of days I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. In that psalm, God makes a promise to the one who loves him. And Simeon claims in his little song that this is exactly what God has done. He has given him length of days to see the salvation. So Simeon, from the very early moment, recognizes that the baby that he's holding in his arms is more than just a baby, that this is the one. And so we can't discount the fact that the Holy Spirit, pre-Pentecost, is speaking into people's lives and giving them instruction on things far beyond their ability to understand. In our age of reason, you could probably even say we're more in the age of reason than we are in enlightenment. We've already sort of been enlightened, and now we are a quote-unquote reasonable people. And as reasonable people, we struggle with the miraculous. It's one of the great arguments of atheism and, 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 and agnostics in the world is how you can believe in these miraculous things, that those things don't happen. One of the things that I see that is a source of mockery among the world towards people of the faith is whenever we're mocked for saying God said to us. I'm very prone to say the Lord spoke to me. The Lord said this in me. I heard him say. I never mean I heard it out loud like a disembodied voice speaking, though I do sometimes think I'm hearing the voice of God through other people's mouths and through things and through stuff, art, whatever. That's a source of, of, of mockery towards the people of God. But I don't think that that should be cause, because we're mocked for it, should be cause for people to back off from what they believe is the voice of God. I had someone say something recently to me about how they couldn't believe something because it was too outlandish. And it was a miracle. And they're a believer. And I said, well, do you believe in the resurrection? Well, of course I believe in the resurrection. Jesus is alive. I say, how can you believe in the resurrection but then think this other stuff's too outlandish. I mean, the very starting blocks of our faith is believing that a dead man was resurrected. If you can buy that, well then you can you're prepared for God to do anything. I mean, what's let's talk virgin birth. What's the virgin birth up next to the resurrection? I mean, if God can do one, why can't he do the other? And so if you believe Jesus resurrected from the dead, and I think you do, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast faithfully. If you believe that, then you don't have any problem with God speaks to people. And what God says has to look like Jesus because Christ is the centerpiece of everything God is doing. So when Simeon hears from God and Anna hears from God, we're, we're getting an example of those who have heard from the Spirit of the Lord and then speak into the world. Tomorrow, the full essay. On Simeon and Anna, Simeon's song, Anna's prophecy. I hope you'll come back for it. We'll see you then. God bless.